0: Welcome to 2024, my friends. This is Lisa Colon-DeLay. You're listening to Spark My Muse, and this is Soul School Lesson 291, Having What is Hoped For. First, I'll give you a preview of what's coming next week. Author and translator Carmen Avazedo butcher is my guest. I'm excited to share our conversation on her book, Practice of the Presence, which is a new translation of the letters and writings about monk Brother Lawrence, who is a very lovable and inspiring man from the 1600s. I know you will enjoy learning about him. It was such an enjoyable conversation to have with Carmen. I know you'll find it enjoyable to listen to. I also want to say a thank you to you who are new listeners and supporters. When you listen and you share the episode, that helps me find additional financial support. They say that usually a podcaster gets that sort of financial support help from 1% to 2% of their listeners. And recently I had about a 300% jump in new subscribers to my free Substack. That was so wonderful. And it did translate to be an accurate percentage of people who came on board to be financial supporters. So if you're new, you might not realize that there are two main ways to contribute. One is through Patreon. This is an automatically deducted monthly contribution. It can start at anything from $1 to $100. But at the $5 level, that unlocks a lot of perks. And it also gets you access to whatever is coming to the paid Substack subscribers, which comes out every week. And sometimes there's an additional article or post as well. Paid Substack subscribers pay $52 a year, but that's half off right now at $26. After all the fees come through, I only get about $1.55 each month from those paid subscribers. And even though that doesn't sound like much, I really appreciate it. I can't forget to mention, of course, the people that sometimes send in one-time gifts through PayPal or Venmo, or maybe just a check to my address, That means so much to me, and for all of you who've given in 2023, or if you've ever given to me, it's with my deepest gratitude that I thank you. To kick off the new year, I wanted to speak about the idea of things hoped for, as well as disappointment. If you're like me at all, I can end an old year and start a new one especially in times like these with a mix of cautious hope and to a kind of penetrating sense of trepidation. Rough times happened and probably rough times will continue. Good things will happen, but how? And how much should I dare hope? We can get a little stuck being scared or anxious, or worst of all, forgetful. We forget we have many things right now, the things we prayed for, or wished for, or hoped for. How seldom we really take stock of that. How infrequent is this sort of inventory, and therefore our sense of relief or gratification. How starved can be our sense of joy, and how anemic can be our hope. What do you have now that you prayed for, or wished for, or hoped for. Maybe some of those things are material things. Maybe it's a friendship, a spouse, a particular experience, a child, a particular healing, a job, an educational achievement, or to recover from sickness or injury, maybe of your own or maybe of someone you know or love. When so much has come to pass, how do we fail to have faith for what is needed now? How do we miss out on the joy from the blessing we have received? We are so forgetful. Do we record what good has happened to us? Do we ever do that? We should, because it seems that for every 20 things that are good that happen, just one bad thing can wipe away the memory of so much good. And so much blessing that has come our way. To recount our blessing gives us strength and perspective. We don't just have to be more aware and notice more, no, we have to bring the good to mind more often. And we have to keep a record that we can recount and rely on. Our brains are wired to keep the negative things and the disappointment at the forefront of our recollection to safeguard us. But this doesn't help us become more hopeful. It just helps us become more anxious. To be content, we also have to want what we have. The things we have long hoped for, waited for, prayed for, worked toward, wished for, longed for, struggled for, once they arrive, we have to keep wanting them. We have to not simply and so quickly exchange them for new sets of what we don't yet have. We make wanting a way of life by our design. But contentment means that we grow habits of enjoying what we have been blessed with. And do that for so much longer than we do now. What we already have is plenty to give us appreciation and enjoyment. But we don't allow those feelings to really take hold. Our impatience shortchanges us into continual, restless discontent. When will we ever slow down to take in what we already have and stay in a period of thankfulness? How soon we let dissatisfaction sprout and ruin our cheerfulness? How much abundance goes unnoticed in our lives? How much abundance goes undervalued? Look around at what you have right now. Look at who you have. What have you accomplished? What have you overcome? And look at how far you've come. It's so much more than you have realized. It's more than you've given yourself credit for. It's more than you've allowed yourself to enjoy. Stay in the enjoyment of your life and in the enjoyment of your blessing. Know that you have so much that you've hoped for, though you haven't realized it. Take this in deeply. Take in a deep, Deep breath right now of abundance and gratitude. (sighs) Repent if you've been misguided. Turn around and notice your bounty. Open your arms, open your arms wide. Expand and embrace all that is yours already. And know, too, that more blessing is surely on the way.